0: Hello everyone, Uh, welcome to the National Academy, Uh, we're thrilled that so many people are here this evening and so many new faces as well as familiar faces. I'm Marshall Price, I'm the Curator of Modern and Contemporary Art here. Uh, This is the final presentation of the review panel for the season Um, and the review panel is uh, a monthly panel that we co-sponsor with artcritical.com. Beginning next September, we will present seven new provocative and interesting panel, panels moderated, as always, by David Cohen. And uh, as you know, from, especially from this evening's attendance, it's important to reserve in advance if you can. Uh, so please make sure that we have your contact information, as we find ourselves increasingly having to turn people away from this, unfortunately. And you don't want to be left out. I would also encourage you to see the annual exhibition which is up right now in our galleries and the galleries will be open until 9 o'clock this evening, so if you have a chance, please go upstairs after the panel. And finally, a special thanks to everyone here at the Academy and Art Critical who make the review panel such a smashing success. So now I will introduce the moderator for the review panel. Uh, David Cohen is the director of the gallery at the New York Studio School down on 8th Street. And he's also the editor and publisher of ArtCritical.com. So please welcome David Cohen, our moderator.
1: Thank you very much indeed, Morgan, for the very warm welcome. And thank you, uh, I'll add my thanks to everyone at the National Academy have given just sterling support to this program uh, over the years and in this time of transition a uh, new staff have adapted wonderfully and really helped innovate the way we do things here and I would actually personally want to single out Linda Feaster here at the Academy for her very special diligence and and loving care. I'd also thank Graham White who was our recording engineer and use thanking him as an excuse to plug and mention the fact that past recordings of review panels, I think we're in our early 30s in in terms of uh, longevity, uh, can be heard at artcritical.com. So go to that online magazine, and you can hear podcasts and see videos and PowerPoint presentations of many of the Many dozens of exhibitions that have been reviewed here at the review panel, here at the National Academy. This is the moment where I usually tell you what our usual format is, but the format tonight is different, so that's something I can spare those of you who know it already from saying. Um, We are, of course, focused on a single, though sprawling and multifaceted, exhibition, the Whitney Biennial, curated by Francesco Bonami and Gary Carrion Murayari, um, which continues down the road at the Whitney Museum of American Art, the 75th Biennale, through May 30th. So those who haven't been there yet, um, you have time and hopefully um, you'll be stimulated by this evening's discourse to go, even if you go with diminished expectations of exhilaration, (laughs) or perhaps you'll go with heightened ones I don't know where you're starting, and of course, more to the point, I don't know where this panel is going. Um, But I do know the panel is going to be extremely stimulating because um, three of my three guests are extremely stimulating individuals, and it's my pleasure at this moment to introduce them. Svetlana Alpers, who's a Meritar Professor of History of Art from the University of California at Berkeley, and is currently a visiting scholar at New York University. She's known to all of us for now classic tomes on old masters ranging from Rembrandt, Rubens, and most recently, uh, Velazquez in her latest book, "Vexations: The Vexations of Art, Velazquez and Others. Svetlana is also, however, a very keen witness commentator on the contemporary scene. Uh, and has, is increasingly involved in uh, contemporary art, not least of all as a practitioner in a three-person collective who has made a body of work, <coughs> um, a, a, a group of works uh, inspired by or taking off from the work of Tiepolo. Um, Roberta Smith uh, is art critic for the New York Times, um, a bio that doesn't need any expansion, uh, as she has been there since 1986. And like the Whitney Biennial, love it or hate it, it is the institution that it is. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> Although that's perhaps something we can I don't debate. I know about
2: that.
1: <laughs> and, but I am nonetheless going to embellish it by saying that she is a redoubtable critic who's... Um, written also significant scholarly catalogue essays on a number of artists, um, although she's best known to the world through her criticism at the Times. And Christian Viveros-Fone, who deserves a special thank you because he, at short notice and with generosity and humility, agreed to represent the previously advertised speaker, uh, who asked me to whip him in public for not being here, but um, um, I don't go in for that kind of thing. Um, someone else can whip me, but that's, that's you know, each their own. We, we wish Robert Storr the best. He's been a, a regular visitor on this panel and will be, will be back again, but had an unavoidable scheduling issue. Uh, Christian Vivreau's phone um, is, is uh, the art critic, or a art critic for The Village Voice, he is uh, an art critic and a curator. Uh, he was a founder of Roebling Hall Gallery uh, and was involved uh, with um, Volta, the art fair, as a curator, and has been on The Voice on and off since uh, 2007, and before that uh, was a spirited critic on the uh, free press. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, please, your panel. <clears throat> now it's great to see a full house one of the drawbacks of a full house is there's no empty front row for the panelists to sit on during the movie but what we'll do is we'll just file down there to get a better view That's, if you'd like to
3: otherwise you'll be getting a bill from a chiropractor
1: yes also it's your chance to see the biennial so uh, <coughs> no we'll, we'll skip that one <laughs> who by the way has managed to see the biennial so far well, that's, wow, that's great, fantastic. That will, that will reward us in the, the level of discussion we're able to, to bring to it. So um, now is the magic moment where we see the video. Here? You can stay there. In fact, I'm going to stay here because... Um, but those others may want to sit next to... There's one seat there, um, uh, which Christian is chivalrously offering to Roberta,
0: who's declining <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: it's age and beauty before something else okay so uh what we're going to do is see the video uh which i proudly well let's see it dim the lights please and let's see the movie so marianne vitali there tells us that uh, says to us uh, welcome to the future of neutralism obviously a review panel is not a place for neutralism um First question to the panelists, is is a Whitney biennial a place for neutralism? Question being, of course, how spirited do we feel? How partial, how partisan is this biennial compared to others we've seen, compared to other zeitgeist temperature taking uh, survey exhibitions we've seen? Does does being at the Whitney, being co-curated, being selected over a number of years, a couple of years, two or three years, mean that a show uh, has a sort of responsibility or likelihood to be more or less uh, neutral. Roberta, you've seen and indeed reviewed quite a few biennials and biennales in your time. How does uh, the 75th at the Whitney rate as far as partisanship and neutrality go?
4: Could you put that another way? <laughs> I feel like that's a loaded question. Well, um, any, any exhibition, in theory, represents non-neutral positions of the curators and their opinion of, of what is good at, appear, at the time or representative of the time, or in certain biennials, what fits in with some kind of theme, either stated or, you know, secretly... Whatever valued, I think that this was um, a biennial that I wanted to see. It did certain things that other biennials had not done. It was a little serious. I don't think the pictorial selections were very good, but I was extremely happy to have fewer artists to look at and to have a show where the art was respected, and that was very had a very good installation. And I don't. I think that we've been given many too many really big, noisy shows that people just come out of reeling and they think, you know, well, you don't really know what happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're used to going to a show where you can actually get a reasonably good idea of what's happening, and some of the work is not as good as good as you would like, mm-hmm. but you could actually experience it. Um, I, what I found interesting about this show was to start on the fifth floor where they had the works from the Uh, past biennials, because Francesco Bonami in particular is very specific about how he puts things together. And you got kind of a more vivid sense of that up there, because he was dealing with more established, more familiar art. But if you kind of went into each of those rooms and thought about how materials, colors, subject matter were being played off each other, and then you went downstairs and looked at the show with the same attitude, you could see something of what he was doing. I didn't think it was by chance, for example, that the first work you saw in the show was the Lorraine O'Grady, which is the first and last modernists. And the last work that you saw on those three floors was the Ari Markopoulos, these two kids from Detroit who are in their bedroom basically making avant-garde music with electrical equipment. I mean, all of that, I think you could go through the show and kind of talk about Mm -hmm. different kinds of connections. That said, there were real blank spots for me. I already, I said pictorial... Okay, pictor- okay mm. sorry. No, no, no. no, I going no, on too, too no, long? Need to,
1: no, not at all. We'd, we'd love to... I'm stopping. Okay. Um, <laughs> of course, the the assumption that... Um, uh... Oops.
0: <laughs> sorry. Okay,
1: leave it. sorry. Okay. We know who we are. So do they. The uh, assumption <laughs> of... Whoops, I'm uh, doing oops. it all. Uh, Am I not? <laughs> uh, it's like being at a Seder table. Is it? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it's a shame it's not Manischet. It's wine. It. Yeah. Come Excellent. to your
5: next question. Excuse me.
1: Uh, what you see first and last assumes perhaps a sort of a Guggenheim-style um, descent. Uh, most of us who do the Guggenheim uh, by choice like to start at the top and work our way downwards just for comfort. Um, uh, a serious mistake if you're looking at Tino Segal's exhibition. But um, Christian, compared, for instance, to 2008, uh, uh, Roberta's on the money there, isn't she? This is a very restrained, almost austere, recession friendly kind of show where it's, uh, but, but Roberta says correctly, much more respectful of the work than the um, packed into the, the rafters kind of installation, jocular installation that we've had in the last two or three biennials. What, to what do you uh, ascribe the relative um, high minded austerity of 2010?
3: Confusion, general sort of cultural confusion. I, mean, I think I think what the curators did and did well was get out of the way um, I mean I think they essentially got down you know production over the last couple of years and I think it's fair to say that you know that there's some high there's certainly some high spots and some low spots that uh, you know we're in we're sort of in a middle in, a, in sort of a limbo period uh, so I I, I I don't think it was the time for um, big sort of curatorial statements, and mm-hmm. I think they read they read the tea leaves correctly in that sense. Um, you know, having said that, you know, I think I think Robert is right in that they were very respectful to the work. The fact that there's what 53, 56? I forget what the actual number is anymore. Um, artists makes makes for you know better viewing. Mm-hmm. It's obviously considerably less cluttered. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you know you get a sense of the individual projects, and I think that's obviously very important, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I do think you know that we're essentially sort of in this bizarre limbo time, both culturally and obviously sort of economically. I mean one sort of drives the other, and I think it's a fair reflection of exactly that.:
1: Yes, spot did you pick up from the installation from the uh, uh, selection at large? Um, a, a mood, or a, yeah. a, a policy, or a...
5: I, I just went out feeling bleak. So I can tell you, I felt really <laughs> bleak, and the building I thought looked fabulous. And I noticed all kinds of things about the building I hadn't noticed, like those wonderful—they were <laughs> reflected in a piece of mirror under McDonald's little tableau on the ground floor, and you could see those wonderful inset, or to me they looked wonderful, light bulbs in those roundels reflected in that mirror, and it was such a relief to see something that held the eye. Now when I say it's bleak, I think there's a general insecurity about the surface. I think there's a loss of looking. I think everything tends to the condition of a screen, and paintings edge toward being mixed up with photographs, And with photographic practice, there's no hand visible in the paintings. And photography looks to be completely at a loss, either taken up by painters or everybody's trying to be a journalist. And I think there's no use of paint in the painting, and there's no shaping of the world by the photographic practice. So I think we're in the new media age. That's my analysis of it. And that there is a kind of, everybody's used to electronic technology involving computation and networks. And reality is simulated. It's a process. It's a system, not things in the world. So instead of looking, you're supposed to interact. And I found very little, there were two people, and they're actually on our list, so we'll get to them, I hope, who are real, two artists, who people, artists, who really I wanted to look at. And other, as I thought that Babette Mangold, who had a lot of photographs, and it was called How to Look, and I thought, this is really funny. I mean, there's so little to look at here. So that's just, that was my overall bleakness as I came out. But I absolutely agree with the, previous, the, the size of it, the seriousness of it, and the, and the people walking around were, were talking, trying to work out what was going on. It was an extremely pleasant experience to be there, except mm. I found almost nothing to look at.
1: Mm-hmm. So <laughs> That's, that's uh, a catch-22, then, if you have a, 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 a serious and somewhat restrained... Uh, Take on the contemporary scene, um, you, you'll get applauded for that. But you'll, as it were, it's it's a sniper. I wasn't
5: asking it's, for applause. It's to people it's a, so no, wait. No,
1: it's a it's a sniper approach rather than uh, a, a machine gun approach. Usually, a a biennial or a, especially if it's the Venice Biennial in dozens of uh, uh, pavilions, it's a, it's the machine gun approach where you're bound to hit somebody if you just uh, fire indiscriminately into the crowd. <laughs> uh, whereas Uh, This is a considered
5: approach.
1: A considered approach is like a sniper approach, but the the people you're going to get are not necessarily the people that we want them to have got. Um, (laughs) Roberta, would you take issue at all with Svetlana's description of this being an all-surface, no-texture kind of biennial that um, is rather drastic on visual pleasure?
4: Well, I do think, like I said, the lack of uh, pictorial expression got to me. I think that the painting was the weakest medium and that took a lot of life out of it. But I didn't feel particularly bleak about it. Um, I also, I don't know, I don't know. I just, the idea of generalizing like one word for a show of that size I find kind of Offensive. I didn't
5: say it was bleak. I said I felt bleak. Oh, okay. That's a different thing. Okay.
4: Um, I thought that two of the ways it was trying to deal with the time is that there's is, is that the various kinds, the, the various uses of documentary, which contribute to its its seriousness, mm. mm-hmm. but that the the the, it, the high rate of that was very interesting to me and how can artists deal approach these situations like HM the guy with epilepsy mm-hmm. which is a true story it reenacted and and mm-hmm. sort of turned into this almost formalist filmic experience at times how can you take these very real things and make something that has a kind of density of art to them versus what's the difference between that and say nina berman's uh photographs of the wounded marine which are pure documentary, pure reality, and pure, you know, you can't establish any distance from them in a way because they're so wrenching. Like, are there, are those opposed pr- approaches? Or are there, is one better than the other? And the other thing I liked, um, which made me think about uh, the last documentary where you had a, a Trisha Brown piece that was performed on sculpture that was set, it was like a series, it was like a kind of... Um, big net that dancers would dance in and out of a big grid of horizontal grid of of fabrics and they would come and perform in it uh, at certain times each day and and then it was just empty when they weren't there and that here you have the example of i don't know three or four people actually performance is in that biennial it's not it's not just added on, it's really in the galleries and you were seeing people ha- with ideas about dance and yeah. so I, I like that kind of that that performance isn't just if it, it's it actually can be shown in an exhibition
1: it, it can actually yeah in for instance the work of Kate Gilmore who we might talk about and and uh, uh, Jesse Nipper. Aaron Green, that you've actually got... Yeah, and
4: that, that the dancers now expression. also make mm-hmm. video part of their... You know, they're and using Alex video. Alex Hubbard
3: does, you know... What? Alex Hubbard as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and...
5: But, um, could I ask a question about documentary? Um, Roberta, do you think that everything in the world, you can make... Somebody could make art of everything in the world, or are there things that are less likely to be able to be made. In other words, that judgment has to be used. After all, Jericho did the Raft of the Medusa. Terrible things being done by people to other people, but he came through to the other side, so that in fact, this isn't a documentary. It works as a painting, you don't, uh, not yes, as know, an image. I know
3: you're addressing this to, to Roberta, but you don't think Nina Berman is coming through to the other side? I, I actually found that yeah, no. the inclusion of those photographs nope. and uh, what's her name, Stephanie Sinclair? It's also a high point for I the,
4: the exhibition for me. Comes, I think both of them don't come, I think don't. I find them no, problematic. I, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't the doubt though? the power of them, yeah. but I wonder what they're, I think that they just kind of, what else in no. the exhibition in a certain way stands up to that? You know and
5: it's pure fact well, but would that be an, a question is that how you do put the question is what I was asking Roberto? whether well, it's just an image or whether it becomes a picture to use things that people have said well, about. I would the, say
4: is whether it's art or whether it's life we should and be having
3: this discussion I mean I thought everything was art you know I mean I thought that we basically opened up that can and it was a very capacious can so you know I'm, I'm going in thinking that of course this stuff basically stands on the same sort of like set of legs as anything else in there and you're right the, 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 to the degree that you asked the question um, is is there anything else that can stand up to this and mm. it, you know I, I think in that show there's very few things that can stand up to it which is precisely why I think it's a it's a great sort of like presentation I also and, I, and, I, and I, and I well, would add and I would add that that um, that I think what we're dealing with here also are shifting contexts. And the context has shifted in a period of two years for obvious reasons, because our social sort of milieu has shifted, our cultural milieu has shifted. Therefore, this stuff suddenly looks at a piece in a way that it didn't two years ago or three years ago. And I, I mean, I, I, at least I think that.
1: I also think formally that I would take issue with the idea that Berman is, as it were, unmediated. I mean, they're, they're highly finessed crafted images that wouldn't be possible without the example of Nan Golden or, uh, Gregory yes, yes. Crutzen. In fact, I didn't realize at first that it was documentary, and that I felt it was maybe Disneyfied or something. That I the, think the it's a question of up.
5: what an artist can work with. There's a lot of stuff you live within, but there are some things you can work with. Yeah, but and you, I can't, don't
4: feel, you can't say what that is.
5: I'm looking at the art and I'm saying this doesn't work. I'm sorry. Right. I mean, maybe. Right. Somebody You're could saying have done that, but,
4: but but your earlier question was, aren't there certain things that well, how did you Office put it? Artists shouldn't
5: deal with it. That uh, no, deal that with. maybe they couldn't. I mean, I, I didn't feel that it just it won't work in art. But they could prove me wrong. I mean, you're right. It's the artist who's showing us. Yeah. We're okay, not fine. I just
3: to. you're not shutting the door, just to be clear. No, essentially no, 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 you're, no. You're, you're posing the question, which is a different story no, altogether. No. You're being a devil's advocate. Right. And I think, yeah.
4: but I think, Kristen, it's different to say that anything can be art than that everything is art. And yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. everything can, it be can be art. Can be. Yes. Anything can be art, but that means. And that's why this time may feel like limbo to you. It doesn't feel that way to me. But we can only take things now on a case-by-case basis. Mm -hmm. We don't have an organizing principle. That's fair, yeah. And so everything Mm -hmm. has to convince us that it qualifies. And that's where I would get confused in front Mm -hmm. of the Nina Berman. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know that I'm in front of a very powerful artifact. And I understand that there's quite a bit of skill gone into making those images, but I still wonder if the sheer weight of the subject matter doesn't give the artist such a boost and Mm. doesn't outweigh everything else that...
1: um, Well, that makes it sound like it's a sport of some sort. It's like you're an athlete and you've taken some drugs to be able to run faster. No, it doesn't. if, if, If the artist wanted to confront... And and what what would, you want what the Berman
5: what would, up does the audience no yeah, I think the, the
1: Berman is we can't it's a bit okay, the Berman is, is the, are the, are the set of photographs of the severely disabled horribly burnt soldier who the Marine who and it documents his marriage it's it is in a way Hogarth it's marriage à la mode but it's a marriage of a Iraq survivor uh, oh. who uh, whose marriage didn't work. The, now um, these
3: things were in the Sunday Magazine. If mm-hmm. you guys didn't see them at the Whitney, you probably mm-hmm. saw them there, which is where I first saw yeah, them. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. But I would say I
1: would say, say there's a big problem with art if art can't deal with such an extraordinary and telling tragedy. Of course
5: it telling, but this person didn't. <laughs> well, that's sure. That's, that's, Jericho did. Look at those drawings. Look, look, look at, let's at the think people, of, Let's said. think about
1: Kerry Tribe, because um, as Roberta at, uh, aptly compared to to Berman. Um, Kerry Tribe is also dealing with uh, a real event. She is the film for which we had quite a long excerpt. Uh, It's revealed in the last scene of the film that, in fact, what we've been seeing is not the man himself, the patient H.M., who was operated upon for epilepsy and is not capable of memory for for more than 15 minutes, Uh, but we've, in fact, seen an enactment, and these are all actors, I would say, rather extraordinarily good actors. Um, is, is this art as opposed to literalism uh, by virtue of having actors and having two screens and doing arty things to represent um, memory and its uh, uh, fracturing? Or, or is that um, a banal way of dis- differentiating between documentation and art?
3: You know, if anything, my, my, my wife Lisa sort of had a problem with that category fit with HM. And, and she was like, well yeah. and whilst, well what's the problem? Is it the length Cause it's you know it's a 20 minute film essentially yeah. and some of us may not like to may prefer not to sit through 20 minutes of video um, uh, And she said, no 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 that's not the problem. I've sat through uh, uh, longer things before. I, I think the problem was essentially that it felt like a documentary and so it felt sort of out of place mm-hmm. Um I'm not really quite sure what I think about it, except for I don't have that. I mean, in terms of you know, making a judgment about the piece, mm-hmm. but I don't have that category fit problem with that piece. Right. You know, and I thought it was really good. I mean,
1: well, I thought it was an extraordinarily interesting documentary, um, or mockumentary. It was a mockumentary no. Uh, what uh, was interesting
5: uh, about it, David?
1: Well, I, I didn't. I mean, what's it's like? A, it's like a case out of Oliver Sacks, isn't it? Well,
5: I don't find that interesting either. I, fi- I don't like Oliver Sacks because I find there's something obsessive about the way he feeds off people who were damaged. I'm sorry, I'm not a great fan of Oliver Sacks. And I think this film was like Oliver Sacks. Yeah. And it seems to me that insofar as... If we want to study memory and perception, artists have dealt with these things through the centuries. If we want to study perception, we can look at a hand of the painter in a Vermeer. We don't have to go to a damaged man's brain. The most beautiful thing about that work, I thought, which was I didn't I thought it was the work in the anteroom before you get in to see it. There were two. Um, uh, there are two projectors with the um, with the bit of film hanging between them, just like a tangly and I got mixed up, and I thought that was the work and so I thought this is just absolutely beautiful in fact, upstairs there 's a Paul Pfeiffer on the fifth floor of a projected man playing basketball with uh, you know it's quite wonderful and when I got up there that was one of the connections which was wonderful about the show to go Mm -hmm. up and see and I thought wow and there you really have the two working together but here of course you were supposed to notice the way the the um, the film went through but it wasn't I don't think supposed to be part of our experience of course it was yeah, the whole, that. That whole thing was it the was that, So, Oh, it was? Yeah, oh, so so I'm right. yeah i Yeah, I mean, if, if
4: they okay. hadn't wanted you to see okay. that, it w- you wouldn't okay. have been seeing it. Okay, then I, I think that was video, the best yes. part. Then I'd say, I think that was the best part of it. But yeah. but I just think you have to realize, I feel like you're, you know, maybe right now, painters aren't the people that are actually going to address those problems best, and that you're going to have people dealing with with different doing the same thing okay. in different medium Fair and you're enough. going to have to think about touch and surface and texture in different mediums and not Fair just enough. paint on canvas. Mm-hmm. So I think that those artists are dealing with with current mediums and they're interested in taking it apart in a certain way mm-hmm. and that's why you are seeing the projectors. Exactly. But that's why okay. you're seeing like just stupid right. words it's or whatever. With texture, it's video texture, isn't
5: okay. it? It's not, so the projectors were part of it. Well, yeah, I mean, but okay. I just think that
4: you can't just sit here and say, you've said it two or three times now, painters have been dealing with this for ages. Uh-huh. Because paintings, painters are still dealing with that, but a lot of people yeah. are dealing with that in different mediums, okay. and it's totally
5: okay. possible well, for that to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to encourage. I mean, I think artists, you know, I, I'm. I live with... I've only lived with living artists only recently because I always dealt with dead art, all the artists all right. I dealt with dead and I think artists are wonderful I mean, you know, much more interesting to me than art historians if I can put it that way, that's why I've chosen to live in this world that I'm living in but I'm sort of trying to encourage I mean, I, when I say this about painting, I'm not trying to dismiss the other things I'm, I'm uh, the, the medium if it still exists that I care most about is painting, Roberta and I think it's a great resource for our culture, and I believe it still will be. I totally okay. we all, yeah. we all agree so with so, so I'm really trying to encourage painters. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to say, oh, oh. And I must say, I don't really like video that much, so well, that's oh, true. Yeah, but that's I don't. I think tell there are we'll good We do reasons have for that.
1: before us, Svetlana, uh, a very video-dense exhibition. Well, that's a problem And furthermore, <laughs> Well, for you, okay, but it's whether it's a problem or not, one would want to deal with the Visual, you know the visual factor. Well, the stuff that's there. And well pay, let's and turn to Hubbard. And, and I texture. mean, I think
5: the Hubbard is absolutely superb. Okay, and Hubbard, oh, that's cool. that, you know, and, good. Uh, and Much better uh, than Tribe. Okay, Or that's, maybe we uh, don't want to talk about values. I loved the Hubbard. No, no, I don't have a problem
3: well, talking about values. I didn't I just stay think in the room they're, with the Hubbard,
1: so
5: I
3: don't
1: know. Well, there you are. So I mean, and me?
5: uh, I left the Hubbard. It's the only I watched it twice. Oh my God. Okay.
1: Well, I watched it twice because I was videotaping it, but I thought it was. I thought it was very passe. I've seen that so so many times. I mean, it's it's and also there's no texture to it. There's no there's uh, there isn't this there kind of texture. There is texture.
5: texture. To it. He's there actually isn't. painting. He's making something and then well, unmaking so,
3: it. It's so though. funny because we're all so uncharitable, but totally in totally different ways. Um,
5: why didn't you like? Well, I mean, you're not going to say you didn't like it, but why did you walk away? Roberta? I mean, I've liked his work before, but I yeah. just I don't know. It just didn't didn't. Uh...
3: Because it's a show of 53 artists or 56, however many it is, and you got to go to the other floor. Well, I just right. thought,
4: I thought, you know, I'm looking at something that's real and it's painted and it's on video, and I, I just it. wasn't interested in that. Check, check the box. Whereas, no.
1: sorry? Uh, the Hubbard is the man who has a car, he paints the hubs. Appropriately uh, white, and then he brings uh, various things like uh, cans and, and uh, drums and boards, and then we also get some some sense of uh, artifice, reality as the thing moves along, and um, we we question what it is and where it is. But um, uh, he treats paint, it like a painting, essentially. He whatever, treats it Ford, like a whatever paint. it is, and he also you know. does
5: paint, doesn't he? In fact, uh, yeah. yeah,
3: yes, he
1: right. does. Mm-hmm. So we, I think this is th- somebody who doesn't like video should like this biennial because. Whether uh, I I believe the curators have very consciously sought uh, an enormous variety of video and and projected film. Let's not use the word video when we don't mean it. We're talking about all kinds of moving moving image and moving images which very often um, uh, have an equivalence within the uh, medium that it uses of uh, painterliness.
5: But this gets back to my screen point. You see... Painters perform as they paint. If they pa- that, They've they been doing that for centuries. And what I'm suspicious of is the notion that performance is now people doing something on, on sc- in front of cameras for the screen. Painters performed. Tiepolo performed. Uh, painters performed in the 20th century. And that seems not to be going on in this biennial. That is what I'm well, concerned it, it's, about. It's and certainly, I'm not, certainly and going I'm,
1: on, isn't it, with Kate Gilmore. Let's talk yeah. about Kate Gilmore, um, uh, Christian, um, there, you've got you've got a video which is a performance in a box, so therefore it's an installation. And she's using her hands, and so you've got it all in a way.
3: Uh, you know, they're like uh, the Thinking Man's, uh, you know, David Letterman's stupid human tricks, and I think they're really sort of like terrific. You know, you you sort of you really think through them, and you know, obviously the fact that she's she's in this very ladylike garb, and you know, sometimes she has gloves on, and she's just beating the shit out of that plywood and uh, you know I, I think they're terrific I mean in a certain sense they're one liners but it's a very good single line you Yes, know? it's like uh, I could certainly see another you know five years of them without really sort of tiring I think they're quite smart
1: Right Roberta were you able to sit through Kate Gilmore or some of it
4: mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of her work and I think that one thing that I uh, you know that we want to that I want to say is that this biennial was more than half women and nobody <laughs> you know, that's fantastic. And that might have something to do with the lack of painting, because I think that we've gone through about 30 years where women are more, have been working in mediums other than painting, and I think that, I mean, I think there are lots of good women painters right now, but, you know, I, I keep coming back to my disappointment with painting. And, Me too. but I also, you know, I don't know.
3: I mean, the painting blew frankly it was not it was not very good, and I think there's probably better painting out there that they didn't select, <laughs> but they went after i mean I really do think that they went after these sort of micro cohorts you know uh-huh. of, of scenes that are sort of happening. Okay. I think mean, mm-hmm. they did a good but job of basically sort of like. Well. Chucking this stuff and letting it stick, they did okay. It was uh, a, and, the, and and the, and the, and the probably the 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 painting that's been going on for the last couple of years is probably not particularly strong. I mean, think about what happened mm. up to here. The market just okay. took a nosedive, and and the first people who really got sort of like bumped off were were a cohort of painters who've been doing quite well who were very young. Um, and who are they? Uh, what cohort? Well, you know, I'm thinking. The ballancourt and uh, and Danny Schutz and who who is going to continue to do well, uh, you know, cause probably because those prizes are unbeatable. You get to that level. She's level doing up.
1: well upstairs. She won a prize here at the invitation. Well, there you go. Um, um,
3: but but there's you know I don't know there's no I
4: don't think, I don't agree with that. You don't agree with that? No.
1: There's no okay. there's no strong painters out there that these curators. Uh, sure. I mean n- Ellen missed? Altfest. She mm-hmm.
4: could she could be in a biennial right now.
1: Yes. She yeah. Ellen Altfest would be rather interesting in this one.
4: Yeah.
3: Yes. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is that, uh, at least from a curatorial perspective, maybe people who did well, I guess under the old regime, if that's what mm-hmm. you want to call it, or that's what I, obviously what I'm calling it, <laughs> did did sort the curators probably thought they did not belong in this biennial. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. What did you, you say, Christian? The cura- <gasps> that the, the, the curators made a decision not to include those artists in this particular biennial. Yeah. You but know, that means that the curators
1: had a sensibility and had an agenda. Yeah. They which had a was swirl
5: sensibility. One of the things I struck, <laughs> everything was swirly. I'm packed mm-hmm. White. I mean there were in other words, there pay was white. a pay white. A, a pay, Yeah, right. There were what is That's the first smoke. Smoke. P-A-P. P-A-P. P-A-P.
1: P-A-P. She's a Californian Sorry. artist. Okay. Um, no, but
5: there was a kind of and I would say that even for the one of the two artists I really liked the best, which is Roland Flexner. I thought that series was just superb, and it was something to look at. It was a mm-hmm. rare thing to look at. That isn't painting. It's it's sort of closer to drawing than painting, let's say. It's He's really a draftsman. And, uh, and I would say these days, I found that the last time I was on a panel here when I discovered Sylvia Beckley, I think, I mean, that was just a discovery for me. Other people knew her, but I didn't. But I think drawing is perhaps better right now than painting, if I can put it that way. You're and going
1: on the basis of this show, or you're a no. In gen- of what you see? I
5: think in general there is there is confidence in drawing, in a way there isn't in painting. I mean, let's, let's talk
1: about Dawn Clements before we talk about the generalities. Okay. Is that a sign of um, strong drawing? Let's think about Dawn Clements and and Roland Flexner together. I mean, I, I don't see why we should, really, because they couldn't look more different, <laughs> and they couldn't be more different. I think Flexner actually is a painter. I mean, he happens to be using a very small support, because he's, um, yeah. for, for possibly because he has disabilities that don't allow him to work on a large scale, and possibly because he's found this to be his most potent, expressive format. But um, Flexner's about speed. Clements is about... Um, uh, uh, Clements actually does stand in, would you agree? Clements, by the way, just to remind us, is a very big wall drawing of, um, of, of, of a... Uh, it's got a movie title, um, Mrs. Hutchison's something or other. Let's just check the title, because it is significant. It's called My um, Reputation. It's called Mrs. Jessica Drummond's Brackets, Wait, My Reputation, 1945. The reason I said
5: that about drawing, Roberta, is I think many of those, what you, what you spoke of as painters, when you had that full-page spread in the Times. Uh, Dasha Shishkin, she wasn't there, but a lot of them are really draft, they're drawers, not painters, I think. Dasha Shishkin says she is a drawer. She's called a painter, but I think a lot of these people are in a way drawing, not painting. And they might be called painters by their galleries, but they're really doing kind of slightly cartoony, slightly linear stuff, which is kind of like uh, drawing in color. You're making no. t-
4: you got you've got too many boundaries between things for mm. me, Svetlana.
1: What's the value? Why do we care if it's a great potent well, image? Well, I think, think it's hand, not
5: painting. I think it's drawing. First so of all, I think it's like there's a hell of a lot of drawing going. There's on.
4: been a hell of so a, lot of, on on. a hell of so lot of drawing going on for about ten or fifteen years, and there's a there's a. I don't know what you're talking about in my article, but I thought all the people that I reproduced, at least, were painters.
1: And we're, re- we're, we're, re- we're reviewing the biennial, and, and we've got enough to do with the biennial, but okay. no disrespect to okay. Roberta's okay. Uh, fabulous but, articles.
4: But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know.
1: Dawn Clements. Dawn Clements uh, is, in, in, in my mind, um, a stand-in for the whole kind of Brooklyn aesthetic, the whole pierogi 2000, um, the sort of anal retentive, spindly, biro pen um, kind of uh, definitely draftsman but working on a scale that's mural-like um, for those of us who are obsessed by the distinction between painting and, and drawing which three of the panel I think is not but um, uh, <laughs> do, do, um, that, how does that aesthetic stand up if you go from Flexner to Clements and back again? Which feels the
3: more vital to us? Uh, Christian? Uh I, I guess I guess I'll have to say Clemens and and uh, uh, um, I mean Roland Flexner is sort of a, a, the the automatist point I mean what he does essentially is he he actually I don't quite know how he does it but there are these little sort of photographs it's I guess Sumi
5: um, ink it's not it has ink. nothing to do with it it's Sumi ink
3: Oh, mean yeah, I'm sorry right it's um, pardon me yeah. I mean, it has words, water? it has. A, well, yeah. yes. it, has a, it has a look emulsion. of right. uh, of emulsion. Right. I'm sorry, yes. Yeah. but it floats on, on on the ink, yeah, and on mm-hmm. water at the same the time. The paper, right? Uh, right and the then it looks
5: a bit like those Japanese. And then he Chinese and then stones. and then he
3: picks it up essentially, and then through a number of sort of chance processes, the thing takes on right. the mm-hmm. ultimate, the uh, final right. shape or look. Correct? Um, yeah. I mean, that whole sort of the the automatism sort of in in, in the process just doesn't. It's mean, kind of neo-surrealism, isn't it? Really, it doesn't it doesn't particularly float my But I mean I find this stuff interesting. I, I just I'm not floored what by I'm there? not floored by Dawn's work either. But um uh you know the scale of it I I I, I admire. I admire her her penmanship as it were. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, you know it's it's uh, yeah. That's I mean I, you know, I, I I don't love it, but I think it's very good.
1: Roberta, Roberta, if it was like a balloon debate where we had to chuck people out, would you lose Clements or would you lose Flexner?
2: (laughs)
4: Well, I'd say neither or both, but I would lose uh, Clements, I think, over
2: Flexner.
4: Mm -hmm. Because I just think there's there's a kind of concentration to his work, and Mm -hmm. you're right, it's within a a fairly familiar genre, but he gets very particular effects that... That are surprising and, and complicated, mm-hmm. and I think that her her drawing for me is is too conventional. It's not mm-hmm. really a distinguished. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a dis- And I think you agree with me. Yeah, I think She I doesn't do really too. have a distinguished touch. It's not. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't push it. You know, it's very engaging, very appealing, very. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of energy.
3: I think it's more about energy, more about once subjects. in a while
4: it get kind of go gets just nuts enough. Mm-hmm. This wasn't a piece for me. It, that it had wasn't that
3: nutty. Yeah, you're right. I've seen other pieces of hers that sort of. Hug the wall more, or do or crazier or, or things, or, in the or wall, like rather. it's
4: more squirrely or that, something. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
5: This and is what is did like you make of the cinematic framing? I didn't. Is, does she normally? I didn't understand that. Well, it all this. comes
1: out of movies that she's watching on yeah, TV so at home. Yeah, so it's just okay. like sort of like blending why.
5: these okay. things together. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I
3: thought that was semi-interesting. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah.
1: I think painting's getting an unfair rap in this biennial oh. for two reasons. First of all, um, first of all, we're sort of taking on trust um, a selection which is extremely light on painting and then saying, oh, well, probably there isn't much painting out there, which doesn't wash with me. And secondly, I think there are one or two exceptional painters um, on show there. I think they're working, however, um, at an energy level or um, uh, with a quietude that sits very uncomfortably with the more pervasive aesthetic. Uh, To my mind, Susan Frecon is one of the uh, best abstract painters we have. The subtlety. The um, Roberta talked about the the number of women in this show, and 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 I, I agree that's a great plus. I think that Fle- I think that um, uh, I think that Susan Fraycon is somebody who kind of, uh, without getting my head bitten off, feminizes minimalism. She's somebody who um, is a a post-minimalist and (laughs) post-minimalist who allows a degree of association, subtlety of touch and craft and various things that the the macho generation, first generation of minimalists were so suspicious of. But she keeps the best of minimal art in its austerity, its reduction, its streamlining. Anyone want to take violent issue with that?
4: (laughs) I... I
5: would. Yeah, Go, you do it. Yes. Um,
4: I just I don't agree with that. I think they have a nice quality physically, but I, I think they're completely generic.
3: Yeah, I, I, Give I agree. Give or take
4: their you. surfaces. But but really, I don't know what they were doing there, actually. To be quite blunt. What they were doing well, there is
1: the curator's problem, but what they're doing in the well, world that's what is, is they're defining a position... Let's
4: get back to the curators for exactly.
1: a second. Exactly. Let's, let's stay with Frecon. And I, I think like, that part of the... Exactly between, who else is exactly between uh, Ellsworth Kelly and Tom Noskowski and getting the best of both in oh, one she campus?
5: She's, she's so
4: serious in the value. That's your, your opinion. It. I just don't share but it. But
3: you know, but I think it's Roberta's so got a point that. that I mean, to, to the degree that we're talking about the quality or lack of quality in the painting that's included, mm. we're talking talking—we're still talking about the show and the, and the selections that the curators made, correct? I mean... So then I think it's fair to sort of talk about these many trends that they pick up on, and I think her inclusion and the inclusion of Flexner, yes. and the inclusion of just about every other artist, I mean, they, obviously they included them for a reason. They mm-hmm. pre- represent something within, you know... Well, I mean, you mentioned Neskowski.
4: Has he ever been in Biennial? I don't think he has. He's
1: not one of the, He's not on the guest list for some reason.
4: Well, no. I mean, that seems like... Well, a early... I one,
1: he'd be in it. He'd be, on the fr- he'd be on the cover. That's
4: a very strange admission to me. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how old he is. He's been around for a while. Well, um, it's, uh, but uh, let me just say hmm. something. So I anything. think that you have to look at what the curators are used to looking at and what their eyes are good at looking at. And I'm not sure that in either... I, I I don't know Gary, that, that the the guy who worked who.
1: Yes, Gary uh, Carrion Murayari. I
4: I don't know you know I have uh, I can get pretty depressed about how younger people are, aren't they don't really learn to look at painting. I think looking at painting is something that you learn to do over your lifetime anyway. But I don't think that they're being taught, in a way in school that gets them started on that soon enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bonami comes from Italy, and he's he comes from the kind of Arte Povera conceptual generation, mm-hmm. and I just don't think he has the eye for it. Nice. I think, I've seen him do wonderful things with painting when he was given, you know, like the upstairs thing. That's what I mean mm-hmm. about the upstairs. He, it, there's right. a set number. I've seen him when he was at, at the Art Institute. He did incredible things just working with the collection. I remember a Joe Bear next to a Philip Guston. It was just like, you know, just... He's, ver- he's very good when, when he has, he's presented with material to work with. If he has to get his own material mm-hmm. in terms of painting, it doesn't work
5: so well.
1: Materiality, Svetlana. Do you think Tauber Auerbach? Oh, I can um,
5: stand Tauber Auerbach. I mean, it <laughs> seemed to me again, it was more of this overlap between photography. It's all mushed up in- in a screen. it is, and, and there's some talk about how you can't tell if it's 3 dimensional, or 2 me- and You know, this is, this is a lot of... The work that um, Flexner does is creation. It's almost biblical. He is making landscape out of muck in a way. I mean, painters have been doing this since Leonardo. The Dutch did it. They're, it's biblical almost in a way. She is just fussing. It's an awful lot of steps which don't seem to me Pay off in the end. I mean, you can do all those but things, didn't you but, find but what do you get to?
3: Didn't you find there were a lot of that? That was sort of like a mini trend within <laughs> within the show. Yes. No?
1: <laughs> Who else yep. would be uh, in that trend with Alba
3: well, That uh, gallery was one Lloyd. of the weakest galleries. What about in the show? Short? Qua- Scott Qua- Short is, Quaitman, Quaitman? is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Quaitman. he does that. Quayman was, I think, uh, was Short and, the and guy K-Dy. who does the photograms?
5: He's the one who yeah, yeah same mean, kind of thing. I mean,
3: exactly. this this whole sort of, I mean, getting back to to the curator's decisions, mm-hmm. um, yep. uh, you know, this self um, modernism that they talked Vance, about. Vance, Vance, um, Vance. Leslie Vance. Yes, correct? she yes.
5: also was doing. Overlays. And this dude's
3: got short. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of sort of this heavy-duty yeah. sort of like process art. Uh, um, rather, sorry, uh, um, process. Yes, mm. uh, but but two-dimensional work that has mm. tons of protests. Pro- process. process. Yep. <laughs> yes. Not protest. Process built into <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, and a retro feel with it. Yes. I mean
1: Quaitman, who is a, an interesting artist. We've actually devoted a panel to her in the past. But it almost feels like. Uh, for somebody brought up on conceptual art and Arte Povera, a souvenir of that, um, a lo- she belongs to a trend among younger artists who who, who look back with a nostalgia at the, the heyday of, of, of semiotics in, in art, don't you think Quakeman?
3: I, you know, I don't know her work well enough, but clearly she's got something you know, she's got some kind of affection or or mm-hmm. Skepticism, affection for you know late modernism. Yes. Um, what and, do you think uh, of
1: equipment, Roberto?
4: I think she's quite good. Yeah. Yes. And I don't think it's c- completely nostalgic or, or, you know, I think there's a she has an interest Genuinely in objects. Quiet. She has mm-hmm. an interest in in artificial light versus you know. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's it's both more uh, stylish than a lot of minimalism. Mm-hmm. She's I mean and. <laughs> I don't know. Yes.
1: I was taken by Pay White. I followed her about since I was first in L.A. in, yeah. the, in the early 90s. Well,
5: um, oh, that's, again, overlaying. She's, that's another example of overlaying techniques. Or,
1: you know. It looks like uh, Flexner on a big scale, right?
5: Oh, Absolutely not. That's that's completely... And furthermore, let's talk about scale. One of the great things about the Whitney is it's small. And the only people who can do big things in this show, they didn't go to the army, are when you get off the elevator. I I disagree, I'm afraid, with the bird here. The idea that they're going to build a huge museum so people can do really big things. No. Why don't we encourage people to concentrate? And do things a little smaller. They're not going to build a building, really big
4: building. You're not think going to build a. No, they're going to build, they're going to go from 32,000 square feet to 55,000 square
5: feet. But, going, 50 but they might feet. make That's bigger all. spaces within it. I mean, and you know, but, I think there's everything to be said for artists keeping things. I think big photographs have stopped people looking. The Gorskis and such have made everything a matter of a kind of screen and mm-hmm. people don't look closely anymore. That's what's the difference mm-hmm. between Flexner and um, and um, White. And
3: pay White. Mm. Absolutely,
5: mm-hmm. you're overwhelmed by White and Flexner people were actually walking up and looking.
1: And well, I, I, I I'll be I'll disagree. be very Catholic very yeah.
3: about it. I, I, well, I like both. I'm <laughs> sorry, you don't like yeah, both. I do. You I, do. You know, well, so do I. I. And I, mean, I thought okay. the pay white was, was, was gorgeous. I don't have a problem I think with scale. percentage. gorgeous. But, but no, t- I mean, yeah, I think it's gorgeous.
1: They're gorgeous, and also um, the they they are about detail in different ways. Uh, yeah. I mean, with 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 flexner, they notice they didn't give us one flexner. They gave us a, a gridded bank of flexners. Uh, more is more with flexner, I think, and pay white could only work at that scale, and yet it rewards uh, going right up and putting your nose against it if the custodian allows you to, as well as working from a distance in, in a way that reminds me of, say, Chuck Close's extraordinary use of tapestry. Uh, uh, I, I got a lot out of those. I mean, I thought they were big and fun, much more than the uh, Piotr Uklansky, who I thought was uh, a rather turgid bore. But would anyone want to speak up for him?
4: Uh, yeah. (laughs) I thought it was a good fourth floor opener. Yes. You know, and I thought that, (laughs) that, um, you know, this is an artist who's known for being very ironic, and I thought the way it was, I just thought the way it was made, you couldn't just read it ironically. It was such a weird kind of handmade, peculiar-looking object, and I don't know. I thought it was, Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. thought it was this kind of Refer, you know, he's always referring to other art or culture or whatever, so it was yes. odd kind of reference to the 50s mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the scale of the 50s, but in fact wall hangings, you know, fiber art wasn't that big in the 50s, mm-hmm. so it didn't get that much attention, mm-hmm. and then I don't know, yeah. I thought okay. it was fine
3: Yeah, it was like wall weaving done by Jeff Koons or something <laughs> Well,
1: I think you have to, yeah. you have to read the backstory and know about this irony and referencing to get it from the work itself to me, it felt more like a Magdalena Abakanowicz which sort of crossed with... Um,
3: That's because um, you're a nice guy and you yeah. want to see the best in everything. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ha-ha.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, we've we've been saying that poor old painting. Painting's done so badly in this show. Sculpture. I don't think sculpture's done all that well in this show. No, actual, actual Grovener, things Gro- on the floor. The is, well, let's get Grovener let's let's get or? down to let's get down to sculpture. Grosvenor is, is sculpture. And is I that think, native perhaps? to
5: Bonami because of what you said to him about art? Do you understand? You, you said that he was uncomfortable, perhaps, with painting. No, I'm just. Better. I
4: mean, I'm sort of reading into his biography, but. And that
5: would account maybe for for Grosvenor coming into you? Yeah, think?
4: I mean, I think Grosvenor probably, again, that was probably his first biennial, yeah. you know, and...
5: I thought that was terrific. I mean, you know, I, I really... I'm sorry. I, I love art, and that makes me love what I love, and I love the Flexner, and I love the Grosvenor.
1: Tell us why you the love the whole, Grosvenor. Oh,
5: could I just it, stop
4: for a moment and say yes. that what she just said applies to all of us?
5: like? Okay, no.
4: Oh, not me. I'm just
1: a time-serving no, hack. I he hate lot, but art. She doesn't love art, actually. I'm just no, here no. for the check. I,
5: I wasn't saying... But I was saying that... But She's I've been more negative than you people have, perhaps, and huh. that's not because I'm down on art. It's because I'm, we just... We react differently, and also I don't have to write. I don't have to write criticism every day, right. you, or don't take a pleasure in doing it every day. I'm just an outsider looking in, Roberta. So but, but, I do have You've, to you've keep told us a few times thing. that you really
1: love. Um, no, uh, I only up. said that, let's, not let's, to, okay. let's, let's hear but, why. Look,
5: oh, I thought it just made me want to dance that piece. I thought it was absolutely fabulous. Which it's a kind talk. of, that's Robert the Cohen. Grosvenor. I mean, I just, I went into that room, they unfortunately put a guard there right in front of the bridge, I think, mm-hmm. to, so we wouldn't try to climb in it, but of course it's all make-believe. And I suppose he's always make-believe, but this really is powerfully make-believe. You can't, the fence fence is nothing, the bridge you can't walk on, they're made of, the fence is not a, a, uh, a chain-link fence, but made out of Pieces of metal which he's carefully uh, put together and shaped, and the bridge is flocking—the kind of stuff that you that used to be on turntables or in greeting cards—and and and, 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 right exactly over over up some plastic, right exactly, and then the whole thing. I thought it was kind of regressive in a way. It's mimicking child play, is what I thought. And that's not normal for him, although I think it's make-believe. And that brought me, if you allow me one more step, to that marvelous uh, essay of Gombrich's On the Hobby Horse. And I thought, this is really about, it's regressive in the sense, a a child makes a bridge, a child makes a fence. But of course, and Gombrich, instances that as the way art was first made. This is how a child, a child says, I'm gonna use a stick and call it a horse. So that's kind of what he's doing in this piece. However, of course, we all get in there. And then, in a kind of beholder's share way, we're invited to make whatever sense we can of it. And it's quite open. He said on the wall, the great thing is that you notice that the catalog essay is called The Fence and the Bridge the regeneration of art. And I thought this is terribly funny. There's, uh, it's probably perfectly accidental. But there we have a French and a bridge, which has got nothing to do with... The, it's a regression of art, not the regeneration well, of art, you see. It's such fun. Oh, I just thought it was absolutely uh, a first-rate piece. I mean, I like him anyhow, but I thought yes. it, it was wonderful.
1: Excellent. So, Christian, is that uh, a fair... Is that oh, a reading Lord. that makes you go back to Grosvenor and look at him again, or does it accord with your own uh, reading of or was no, I'd, hobby I'd, I
3: mean I, you know, I could take or leave that piece. To be perfectly honest, with you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll take you know, it. You yeah, yeah it. that's a fine. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. Um, no, you know, I I I, I, I see what Svetlana is saying, mm-hmm. and I understand that that uh, you know the the structures that are supposed to be barriers are clearly not barriers, and they're handmade, and that the bridge basically is this sort of soft, you know, uh, squishy thing that is it made out of bricks. And then I sort of mm-hmm. run out of attention span. And I, can't, I mm-hmm. couldn't sort of understand why it was basically sitting in a whole room by itself. Um, you know, I, it, it didn't, I mean, clearly it didn't occupy anywhere near that much space in my own imagination. Mm-hmm. But, but then at, I think at that point, maybe I, I'd, I'd check the box and let somebody mm-hmm. go else go at it.
1: Well, I'm, I'm just happy it was there because it made Svetlana so happy. Um, <laughs> 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 Roberta... Um, sculpture um, uh, or objects, fixed objects. Um, we had Robert Grosvenor. Uh, we also had uh, Jessica Jackson Hutchins uh, sitting in the middle of that room with the rather harrowing Nina Berman uh, photographs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what did you make of that piece? And did that go? Did that fit well with Grosvenor? Were there rhymes? Were there, was there any dialogue between that well, piece and the Grosvenor? Well, that's the floor
4: that begins with Jim, James Casebeer's, uh two shots of, of this artificial suburbia. So I thought that that. The whole thing was sort of about different kinds of domesticity and and uh, domestic architecture and um, I you know I real I like her work a lot. There was I think the unfortunate thing about that piece is that there were three other pieces that were removed from that sculpture because of its placement with the Burmans because they were kind of limb like. Wow. objects. Oh, really? And yeah. I thought that was an unfortunate decision, the art, you know, yeah. that, that was the artist's decision, and she was trying to be respectful and I completely you know, right. understand that, but I, I, for me that was a kind of an overreaction. <clears throat>
3: How many are in the book, just out of curiosity? But the uh, oh, I see the um, the
5: illustrations
2: in this book are crazy. Uh, you know I what? Mean, well, it, it, has it has to be done much earlier. They, they the, the, that. No,
3: that's okay. But the the book uh, is shit because, like, frankly, half of it is like devoted to you know indeed, criticism uh, of past biennials. Indeed, and as
1: as Roberto accurately uh, r- reports, uh, these three yeah, there you go. ambiguous see. objects that's, that's right. on the couch, which uh, are not there in the show, um, I hadn't realized that reason. And so you, uh, you get an
3: extra three objects for your 50 dollars. like loaves of bread, you know. but I don't know
1: why, uh, um, uh, however severely injured a marine would be, he'd be offended by loaves of bread. But um, they are ambiguous shapes. But what, what we do have, uh, and the artist was happy to leave it there um, as a finished, therefore intentional work, um, uh, is this couch uh, coated Rauschenberg esquely with uh, mm. news uh, print? Yeah. And, uh, and then these. Uh,
4: Articles all about Obama.
1: Right. right. Mm-hmm. And
4: then you have these two different colored vessels, one of which is brown, one of which is white, one of which is closed, one of which is open. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these kind of truncated bodies sitting on the couch.
1: A heavy handed symbolism or, or, or something very suggestive and poignant to you?
4: I like the physicality of her work. I like the idea that she's reupholstering mm-hmm. these things with real events and using collage in a, a three dimensional way that's interesting. I like her ceramic objects. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. something a little, she, she, she's not delicate. Mm-hmm. That's okay with me.
2: Good?
5: You make a wonderful argument for it. I mean, I, I think her drawings I saw on Rivington Street at that gallery of hers where she shows. Those is, are it yeah. Her drawings are just superb. I mean, I was just absolutely overwhelmed by them. This, I'm sorry to say, it seemed to me to be a kind of, um, and I wrote, a sort of reductio ad absurdum of the personal is political.
0: Mm-hmm. In
5: other, I just wasn't, I don't think it worked. In other, uh, that seems to me, and that was a powerful 69. I, even before I say that here, I looked it up to find out when that expression came. And that's serious stuff. And here it seemed to me it doesn't make it as that, though it exists within that realm. And after all, the pots, we all know, I mean, women and pots, we can go back to the milkmaid who was visiting from Amsterdam, the Vermeer milkmaid recently, with that wonderful thing she's pouring. And that little room by Vermeer has more about domesticity in the world. Come on, but, but I'm, not, I'm not saying... I'm just saying that art has such possibilities, and this piece seemed to me a bit clunky, even though mm. she's a fabulous draftsman. I mean, with the drawings, I thought, I would have... Taken one in a minute, I thought they oh, were so okay. good. So I don't know how you relate those two aspects of her makings.
4: I prefer her ceramics and her sculpture. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. I mean those, those monoprints were fine, but.
2: Right.
3: but but you guys don't don't see, and, and I think this is the third time I brought it up, and I won't bring it up anymore if we don't if we don't connect to it in any in, in any <laughs> significant way but you guys don't see with this work and with Quaitman and with a number of other people, this sort of, well, what Bonami called self-modernism or the, what I I don't know, this retread no. modernism or this sort of regifted modernism mm-hmm. that's sort of around. I mean, you know, I, the, for me, the notion of self-modernism is weirdly sort of, it's a bizarre term because, well, one's universal and the other one's sort of like personal. sitting around noodling in your studio, mm-hmm. um, but- You don't yeah. think
4: modernism was personal?
3: Oh, I do, I just think it had obviously very universal sort of founts yeah. and, and applications. Um, and part of the argument that ben was trying to make was that this stuff is, is, is referencing but not really responding to the world. I think that's what he was saying. Yeah, clearly it's not a quote, but, uh, but, but that, was, that was part of, that seemed to be part of his explanation. Yeah, um, and 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 I think that's a, that. I mean, for me, that was the largest mini trend in the show,
5: mm-hmm.
3: you know, um, and I think it applies to not everybody on this list, but a number of people on this list, mm-hmm. and 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 that to me is an interesting development, even when it goes awry, because mm-hmm. because it because you know because modernism's been verboten for such a long no, bloody time. No, I totally agree with that. You know, yeah. and it seems to me that that, you know, people are just sort of getting in at the tip of it. You know, through pottery or through, you know, references to um, late modernists or weak modernists. Well, yeah, I mean uh, that's
4: I think that they're they it's people a lot of Americans in particular really haven't gone past the 70s. I think they should go much earlier and, you know, Take some of the liberty, say or, the German, the German painters, or Annie Albers,
3: it. or you know, yeah, in, in her sort of American application, yeah. Um, you know, which is which is, I think, some of what Ukleinski is about. To be perfectly honest with you, you know, I mean, I think that's part of the joke. Yeah, you Ooh, know, Classy, it...
5: I would prefer Annie Albers any day. Did oh no, no, no! It? But it's not an issue. Of not an issue of hasn't made
3: anything for a couple it's of like, years, so she know, can't be in like, it. Like, <laughs>
2: yeah, but
3: but you nor know, nor could Vermeer. I'm afraid he's. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we're going but,
1: back. Only because yeah. he's not American. Well,
3: but the point, I'm trying to make is, I guess you know, in 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 the last two years of production, according to this show young artists or, or not even not so young artists have been looking back and, and, and that this is a trend that is worth looking at. So tell us yes. Bonami and Carrie Murriard. And, yeah. and yes. I think that's one of the main points of interest, at least for me, in mm. looking at the show.
1: Um, the, the fourth
3: floor, Roberta
1: has um, uh, very suggestively given us the idea of, of the opening work that you see from the elevator setting the tone for each floor and perhaps even setting the theme. Uh, the fourth floor, whether you start or end there, um, to my mind is is in a way uh, one of the, one of the really striking pieces there is uh, is the uh, the work of the Bruce high Quality Foundation. Um, um, what did we make of that roberta
4: we didn 't make much of it
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i 've hated everything they 've done so far this collective of individuals, especially the um, the very opposite of the feeling and sensibility of the Biennial, the exhibition they curated in my neighborhood um, on the, West Broadway. The Bruce Annual, yeah. The Bruce Annual, yes. But uh, this, this piece uh, seemed to me to have a resonance and a vitality. Uh, it's the, the piece that's a, uh, like a funeral hearse playing uh, uh, Poco Haram's uh, um, time, uh, Whiter Shade of Pale, uh, and, but only uh, a for video, a while. For a little while. Only for a little bit. Yeah. We could have had more of it. It's true. Also, this uh, interesting, uh, this 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 dirge about uh, the relationship between us and America, or between the narrator and America. Um, and um, uh, anyone uh, find anything?
3: Well, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was the strongest piece in the in, oh. in the show by a significant way. I <laughs> know. I know. We're not going to agree on it. No. Uh, <laughs> but you know. It, honestly, I mean, I you know, I I thought it had like a, a real bonafide elegiac note, or it hit a bonafide elegiac note that I thought was right for the time, and and I and I and I thought the voiceover was terrific. Meaning the writing is terrific. But
5: when you say right uh, for the time, it's sort of collusive with the time. You see, it, uh, boys, look, and they quote. I mean, they're Boisean in a way. T- boys the work title through boys. things.
4: We like American America. Oh, you know, I know, I know. Yeah, okay. yeah. but
3: yeah. but collus- I was I was taking issue with the collusiveness. I think it's person.
5: collusive with its time, and I came to like it much better. I mean, I could see it was doing something. I found the photographs along it made me sort of despair. Baudelaire and Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah but that's, well, that's not. know, I know, that's I, know. I, know. That's I, know I know it that, isn't. But yeah. it sort of made the room bleaker. Well, mm-hmm on top but, of well you know what curse, honestly also they men. thought
3: so too so it's oh, really? you know, yeah okay. they had ble- but, yeah. ble-
5: but i came around to it partly after reading well, you was on she. it. neither she
3: probably not but
5: no. still it seems to me that they're collusive with the world and boys was not I and mean, boys there was a, a working through or taking a distance. And these people seem to be of the I'm world sure, comedy. I'm on. not
3: sure you're right about that. Okay. Boys was okay. doing a lot of politics, which is being, mm-hmm. at least yeah. in the way you've laid out the argument, right. very collusive with your time. He was engaged in yeah. radical politics. And I think these guys to the no. degree that they that they do but, that that okay. they that they sort of think outside the box. Mm-hmm. I mean I don't want to talk too far out of this piece because it's going to take us to, into another terrain. No, we won't. But, uh, um, uh, so, so I won't. So I'll, I'll, I'll
5: leave it there. But went
1: Svetlana, to could you tell us precisely why it's collusive uh, with the times rather than oh, being um, well, because evocative I well, I mean or I, suppose commenta- we'd, I mean
5: Well, the other thing is there's going to be nothing left over from this. When you went to, <laughs> amazingly, Mary Boone where they had those those little um, serial um, boys things a while ago and then to pace my god they're impressive I wouldn't frankly have I mean I, I when you see recordings of him haranguing in uh, I would I would not have wanted to be, I wouldn't have been a good audience I'm, I'm ashamed yeah, to say matter. I simply wouldn't have been a good no, audience you but the drop you would have shouted him down but the leavings <laughs> are really wonderful. <laughs> the leavings are fabulous and I can't see that the hearse is of that quality.
1: Well, the really? hearse is, is there. It's not going to run away. It's not a performance. It's an object. It's a thing. It's going to. It can last if with good conservation, it can last as long but as a mirror. It's not there. as so good as
5: the boys' things. Well, I mean, saying. it's
3: just informed by a different set of sort of cultural precepts. No, mean, it's just you know, not as good. Well, wait, oh, well, what do you mean it's not as good? Wow. Boys, boys made up the mythology about the fat and the felt and everything else, and these and these guys basically picked up the hearse from uh, what the fuck's the name of this mm-hmm. film, uh, huh? Ghostbusters, yeah, there you go. That's where they got it from. That's 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 that's, that's okay. the quote, you know. That's the, that's that's okay. the mythology they're picking up on. And I, you know, and I think there's a lot of room to. It's base a
1: hearse, on. and it's also potentially an ambulance, and that picks up with the boys boys arriving at the airport and being wow. driven so to impressed. his coyote. <laughs> <laughs> I but
6: thought you know, it just
4: totally dealt with known received ideas. I, I'm you know, it had great editing, great material. You put together 40 film clips from the past 40 years of American history, and yes, you're going to get people to stop at the Whitney. You know, our museum audience is really primed to look at moving images, Procol Harem, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. Every every time in the film, when I walked in there today, there are all these people lined up looking at the windshields. And I think the... The So, I think that the. Well, the populace you know, is not You had wrong. the text, the film editing, and the car. So, <laughs> the text, I think, was kind of interesting. The film editing was generic, and the car was really generic. I mean, just, I don't know. How many more found objects are we going to have to have before somebody decides <laughs> that? <laughs> that we that can't do
3: any more found objects, Roberta? What? That we can't do any more found well, objects?
4: Well, there's just other stuff to do, you know. And here, I, here I'll sound like Svetlana, that they are things to make. No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that, there, that, that we found a lot of things. We've made great use yeah. of them, and let's yeah. try to have a little more, you know. And, and, you know I it, mean, I think they're great. I'm not sure they're really great artists. I like, I like what they do. I like the school. I like the film they had on Governor's Island this summer. Yeah. I like the, the things of them throwing themselves around on top of the boys' it, stones, right, you know.
1: Right. Well, I like this, and this likes me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's time that our valiant audience be allowed to let off steam, and they can start by thanking the panel. We have a roving mic We have a roving mic, so do... do, Oh, good, some hands there. So wait for the mic, please. And uh, it doesn't have to be a question, but if it is a statement or an observation, please make it as uh, succinct as we have been. Hello? Hello.
4: Yes, this is a a question. Um, How about an opinion on the Bruce Centennial by comparison with, uh, with the
0: biennial?
3: From whom? Who,
0: who, who do you well, it's, it's, a, it's put
1: to the panel and it's put to the room. Um, but uh, that assumes we all saw it, which we may not have done. The
3: Bruce, I saw it. The you saw it? I saw, it. I saw you, it. What did you did think? You see it? I not hate see it. You hated so it? I it. Roberta, it? Roberta hated it.
4: I mean, the, Bru- the Bruce Centennial was first come, first served. You brought your art in, you put it up, right?
3: Yeah. That's basically.
4: fine. It's a nice spirit. Yeah. It was really ugly to look at. Yeah. And a lot of the art was just, you know. Completely derivative. I mean, I don't think there really is a comparison. Even the the
3: famous stuff, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it looks like uh, Vito made sure that his dad and uh, um, uh, Ron Gorchov got there early, and one had a rather strange juxtaposition of um, those artists with lots uh, of young kids, some of whom, if you saw their work hanging in a well-lit room, uh, would be possible decent, inspiring young artists. But... um, I thought it was a, I thought it reminded me actually of past Whitneys, and I was glad this one looked <laughs> looked so different.
6: No, it didn't. Hello, hi, Svetlana. This question
5: is for you. Um, I really, I really, I mean, really enjoyed your comments, and your. I see your precision in terms of defining things as not necessarily
6: limiting, but maybe as a way to kind of understand things better. Um, and as you, you spoke about um, your why you have a problem with bigness because we're not seeing, and I wonder if you could speak to why then understanding the difference
5: between painting and drawing is also so important, or it's also important to you to really understand the difference between, you know, a picture versus an image, you know, to what yeah, end? But those are all, this is... I don't want to take a lot of time here and those are very those are all big big questions right size it seems to me is partly a cultural or maybe a market driven thing now and i certainly think it has to be demonstrated to me why things really have to be as big as they're getting particularly in photography where i think photography started in books in that size and now to be huge on walls is no benefit to the practice, I'm not going to call it a medium because then we'll get into other arguments. As far as drawing and painting goes, I care a lot about painting and drawing is a mar- is a marvelous act, to, you know, marvelous practice. But I, it puzzles me and that's just very, and I said this, I mean, I was challenged and I was perfectly correctly challenged by Roberta when I just said that the past, you know, recently, I found ma- people who were sort of drawing um, Sylvia Beckley she also photographs and the odd things that Flexner does which are sort of drawings but they're painterly drawings and I just wish there was more painting that satisfied me as much as those two do that's the other thing the hmm. final question I don't remember what the third thing don't worry, you that, asked that's, that's enough <laughs> no 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 disrespect to the question
1: or no, the answers that we, we, there are more questions that's that's that was I wasn't fishing for a laugh anyway yes
6: this is a question for all three of you. Christian, you mentioned... And
1: it should be, and there's four of us, so yeah. go ahead, please.
6: <laughs> I don't have a sound bite from you, um, but you're welcome to chime in. Christian, you mentioned your short attention, attention span. Roberta, you mentioned the time that it's possible to take to contemplate each artist's work. And Svetlana, you mentioned feeling bleak afterwards. Um, I also left feeling a bit deflated and I wasn't sure if it was because I was disappointed with the selections or if I've been acculturated to actually um, because of this question of attention. Even the video, it seemed like, demanded a longer attention span and I, even though I appreciated the time and the pace, I wonder if I felt deflated because of the pace.
1: Excellent. It's a beautiful statement. I don't think it needs to be a question because we've done what we've done. So let's take another. Thank you.
3: Uh,
1: yes, Carol. <laughs> yes, you do it. You do it. Who's, who's right the first time going? Right there, look. Where,
3: someone... Wherever there's a hand, yeah. Get okay. the mic. Hi.
2: Um, nobody talked about the Charles Ray piece, which sure. I um, I was really hoping that you would address because Peter Sheldall, in his review of the biennial in the New Yorker. Uh, said it was the you know, the most significant piece in the whole biennial. And, uh, and I was interested in it because when I was there, it was the thing that I like, kind of looked at and said, oh, this is stupid, and, <laughs> and, and walked away. And, and it did make me go back and, and look at the piece again. And one thing I wanted to ask about it was, when you talked about the Flexner piece, um, one thing I felt about the flex room piece—it was almost impossible to see it because it was, you know, the, the reflections from the uh, the glass, and they were stacked, you know, in this grid system, and you couldn't really look at it. And yet, you had this whole room to look at the Charles Ray piece. So you had this curatorial decision about, you know, giving certain things a huge amount of space and certain things like a very, you know, brief mm-hmm. look at look Excellent. through. And I, I yeah. kind of wanted to know. If, what you thought about that? Thank
1: you. Yes. Um, Let's all answer that. Yeah. Okay.
3: Uh, you know, it, it. This is my second sort of viewing of, of of the show, and I I think I had to actually sort of force myself to go from picture to picture in the mm. in the Charles Ray room. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm far more used to sort of his more critical sort of sculptures. Um, so these seem to me to be sort of like uh, I don't know little Rousseau moments, um, which are fine in and of themselves. I just you know uh, I, I I heard somebody actually it was Robert Store at at, um, uh, at a talk that he had with Alicia Scavage last night mention Ingmar one of Ingmar Bergman's sure. guilty in pleasures, which him. apparently is like watching Gossip Girl. <laughs> Who knew? So were you in New Orleans last night? I'm sort of... Huh? Were you in New Orleans last night? No, no, he wasn't in New Orleans. He was uh-huh. up, He was uptown. <laughs> oh, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Spoiler okay. alert. He
3: didn't have a very good alibi, to be perfectly frank with you, because that's all over the place.
1: You're the guy who benefits from his being in New Orleans, and you let us know he's not. Well, Roberta, there you go. Uh, Charles Charles Ray... Um,
3: well, well, I was in... Oh, go sorry, ahead. Sorry, no, last thing. The, yes. No, well... Just to finish, I, I, yeah, these things sort of seem to be to be like his gossip girl, like his guilty pleasures, things he was doing between other. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know.
5: That's
4: right. Um, I th- one of the things I liked about the exhibition, about the installation, was the way it would kind of like expand and contract, and that you would be forced into smaller spaces where there would be two or three artists or five artists. The room with the the Homa Baba and the Kondo and and the Vern Dawson, all those. For things, really, there was a kind of friction between things, and then, and then, both for your own kind of physiological break and have a different kind of experience, the whole place would open out. That happened with the Grosvenor, and I just, I just so appreciated that amount of space yeah. at that point in the show. And the same thing happened with the Ray because you've been going through these little rooms, sort of looking at all this stuff, and. Um, you know, Ray is a very good artist, and he has a considerable achievement behind him. So I can see him, I can, A, see him being given that amount of space, and I can, B, see him giving giving him the benefit of the doubt, and that he never does anything uh, simply or without a lot of ideas in it. And if you really started looking at those things, they were made in incredible ways. And they had, their, and, and it was, it was interesting. It's like saying, it was like saying... Well, I don't know, it seemed like each, into each, I at each wall like. seemed to have have certain things. Like on the on the one long wall, there was a way that the middle of the flowers went from brown to black. I mean, you know, there are yeah. just so many little things going on in them. And I also like the fact that he would just go to 2D, go to watercolor after, you know, having that enormous tree made by Jap- Japanese artisans. You know, I mean, he's done such mind-boggling, technically mind-boggling things that he would just paint these and say well, I want you to look at each petal and they're going to be different and there's a different scale
2: mm-hmm.
4: and it made me think of Alexander Girard you know, made me think of okay. textile design and just he's done a lot of different things and that could, and if you really look at his That's whole enough. career that would fit in in a very interesting way I, I, I would almost guarantee it without having done to, it.
5: I want to say one thing and really to thank Roberta because it your articulation of the way everything was, how well things were set out there, explains why I enjoyed being there and then I walked out and felt bleak. You understand? In other words, I'm not changing my view of the art, but it actually was, a, I found it pleasant to walk through. And yeah. I absolutely, I mean, it, it, it made sense. And you went back and it did make sense. We, and in answer to that question about attention spans or something,
4: agree. I went through the show today, I ran into Christian. He wasn't in New Orleans. Um, and my feeling was that even 50 artists was too much, especially when you have that much video. Yeah. That that And the other thing is that I want to thank David for this panel because I actually looked at the show much more carefully and spent much more time with it. I don't... When I'm writing on deadline I'll, and the show is only like seven-eighths yeah. up, you often don't have that kind oh, yeah, of experience. An yeah, and you exper- get in
3: early, exactly. You know. but, but otherwise, what? You've got two hours to see the damn thing. How do you do that when you've got videos that last an hour I know. or more? And, and like-
4: I just want to mention one more thing about museum protocol. They have got to put the times on the labels. You have got... you have got yes, I kept They have got to people. tell you how much time it's going to say the whole, totally. see the whole work. It's not yes. like... They don't have to tell me a painting is five by six. I see the whole thing at once. Right. You know, videos... <laughs> Videos have duration, and you really need to know.
1: And also, there's some videos that uh, don't really have a duration because they're on a loop, and that the artist doesn't yeah, mind absolutely. if you see a few moments. It's like a moving okay, painting. Okay, so, the, so Other we can understand movies, that if the time uh, is beginning, you've, you've, yeah. So if they
4: don't po- post the time, you, yeah. that tells you, like, okay, right. you can be in here for three seconds, and you're out. I agree. Same. Good, you know? good
1: policy. I'd say that you should have trusted your first instinct and left uh, Peter Scheldahl to his reveries because, uh, yes, it's nice to have a room where there's not much going on if you need to take a break, but uh, there's there's a lot <laughs> of art out there, and Ouch. that was a very light room, and I think you do indeed have to come with an extraordinary reverent generosity for Ray's previous intellectual uh, achievements to bother with those little pretty (laughs) flower pictures. (laughs) Another question. Another question. Yes, Carol.
4: When we were talking about documentary and so on, (laughs) what the difference is, is I thought there was a lot that was long on the obvious and short on transformation and metaphor
5: and it's not a matter of medium because i think of the alfredo jar that we discussed here and that was a very shocking thing that he
4: observed but he took it to another level he made it an entirely unexpected and transformative experience and that's what i want to see from art in any medium
1: who who did that sorry which piece
4: alfredo jar the alfredo jar that we discussed oh, here on the panel i, see. Well, okay.
7: who I think is
3: one of the most obvious people in the world but
7: yeah
1: yeah but there you go Lady, there. Oh, well, you, you do it, sorry.
7: I think we just touched upon something this evening. I'd like to, if you, I'd like to ask you to go deep a little deeper. The curators. Uh, for many years, these are the uh, curators' selections. Uh, the curators select their friends and the things they love to, see, they love to uh, show.
4: No, those they, are not his friends. Those were not necessarily uh, friends. There's, who, a, there's a, a lot of friends. Of I'm, friends, I'm talking about in general. I'm oh. not talking
7: about any specific yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, uh, here. I'd just like to say also that when, during the selection process, if you remember, Rothko, this I found out just recently, had only one painting uh, in, selected for the, all the biennales, where his friends, some of them, had five, been in five biennales. So that also has to do with the curator's uh, selecting uh, mm-hmm. work. It's not always the best work, and it also has to do with the time, it seems to me. And to me, this show also is a little derriere and not avant-garde, because if you go through, if you go to the galleries every couple of weeks like we do, and you go through from gallery to gallery, two, three years ago, you wouldn't have seen painting in the, in the shows, this time, we went to uh, a, one day, a few weekends ago, and it was full of painterly paintings. Remember, this is a question. It's supposed to be a question. No, they also, also said you, can, you, you can, can express yourself and And, and pull I'm glad out you asked, and I,
1: I appreciate it, so, thanks. I, so it's, it's
7: I was just saying that it's yeah. not always avant-garde. It's not always avant-garde. It's always two or yeah. three years okay. down the line. Thank right. you. Good,
1: thank you, thank you very much. And, and you're right to correct Christian. Statements are fine brief ones. We're not in a question time. We're in a, we're in a letting off steam.
5: Um, I'd like to ask for a quick commentary because there wasn't that much um, mention about sculpture and in particular with regard to Humababa and
0: Thomas Hoseigo. Hoseigo, Yeah. Who yeah.
3: mm-hmm. wants to take that? Because I'm not a fan.
0: Me neither.
1: To be honest with you, I mean, we uh, not to discourage anybody from asking a question, but if 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 we didn't talk about it during our Discussion is because no one felt passionate about it. I mean, I, I, knew, I knew what people would want to talk about. So, um, uh, yeah. We're, we, not, we're not fans. We're not. We're what do not you do? No, wait a necessarily minute. Fans. You want, can't I, speak you? for me. I, I, no, I, know,
4: know. I just it wasn't. I mean, I like. I particularly okay like ba- Humababa's work, and I like mm-hmm. Jessica Jackson Hutchins. Housewego, I think his show up mm-hmm. at uh, Werner's, pretty interesting. I mean, yeah. there's, it just wasn't. It obviously wasn't their interest. But I think that wasn't their best, any of their best work, maybe. You could even say that about Grosvenor. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think they chose the right artists. It's I think the Grosvenor
1: that was at Paula Cooper last month, who had just uh, knocked the, one of the, the biennial off the floor. Right, but I don't know if that was a recent piece. It wasn't, it was an old piece. Yeah. That's, that's a shame. Um, good. Well, uh, the timing is good, unless anyone is bursting. Uh, we can uh, can say thank you very much (laughs) to everybody (laughs) see you all in the fall for the review panel continued here at the National Academy and see you all in two years